welcome to Where's My Blueprint podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood, and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America. And frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay. I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy, and part-time employee. Nutella is my love language. This is your girl, Nakai, and I am your host on Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and I love brownies and seaweed. So let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, episode 19. We are continuing our amazing gem-dropping conversation with the co-founders of Sure Refinement, y'all. Our last episode, we focused on their transition into adulting and their blueprints, and they dropped so many gems, and I don't even know where to begin with that episode because it was so awesome. So you just need to watch it like 15 times to even understand it and get it. Um, But today, we get the honor of talking to them again about entrepreneurship and their business. Um, So welcome to the conversation again, Miss Brianna and Kiana Webster. I cannot wait to hear now all these new gems. But first, our sponsors. Sunny D. Hey, everybody. So today's episode is brought to you by the one and only Divine Timing, which is your one-stop shop for all things adulting. They have your journals and your planners uh, that you can download digitally with purchase. And for all of our listeners, we're giving you guys a coupon code to use at checkout. It is WMB22. It'll save you 22% on everything on the website. So get your journals and get your life. Okay, so hey, y'all, y'all know we do a quote of every episode. And for this episode, man, this quote is heavy, but it also goes into what we will be talking about today. It, it's not until you start to create a new version of yourself and detach from intergenerational trauma that you start to attract new outcomes that differ from your family's historical outcomes. That powerful quote was from Brianna Webster. Always gem dropping, I'm telling you. So (laughs) with that quote, we are happy to have both Miss Brianna and Kiana back on the episode today to talk about entrepreneurship, business, and all that jazz. But before we start with the gem dropping conversation that's about to happen, I want you two to introduce yourselves again to our audience, just in case they did not listen to the last episode. And if you did not listen to that last episode, hit pause right now, go back to the last episode, listen to that one and then come back to this one. Okay, here we go. Okay, I am Brianna Webster. I am one of the co-founders of Sure Refinement. And I'll actually tell y'all real quickly what Sure stands for. It stands for self-unbelief rooted energy um, because we believe that if your energy is rooted in unbelief, then it's always gonna reflect it through yourself. And so, yeah, um, like I said, flourishing 34-year-old and loving it, living life and just happy to be here. And I am the other co-founder. My name is Kiana Webster. I am actually Bree's little cousin, and I am currently in graduate school at Texas State University, originally from Long Beach, Texas, and I am a struggling 24-year-old. I love that, because I feel like when I was 24, I probably was, I, not probably, I was struggling. Yeah, ramen noodles and ramen noodles was my dinner, and that was fancy. Girl, when I was 24, I was married. <laughs> Um, So I do want to, before we get into this topic about business, entrepreneurship, and and imposter syndrome, I want to ask you guys, are y'all open to playing a little game? Maybe. (laughs) Um, But it's just a game of either or. Cool beans? All right. So here we go. Either or. So would you rather have $250,000 to start your business or two sessions with a mentor of your choice and everybody's going to answer. So I go with start my businesses because I don't know a mentor that does what I want to do. That would, I would put 250 K as a value for. Thank you, Nay. The money. (laughs) Start our business. (laughs) I concur. 
Miss Kiana? I think I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say the two mentors because um, Masterclass, I can learn from Michelle Obama. That's valuable right there. Okay. Okay. For me, I would say the two mentors only because if I can get two mentors and two sessions with them, depending on the length of the session, I could get a lot of stuff that will then make me 250000 in two to three months. So the information that they have, I think would benefit me a little bit more than me having a 250 because a 250 yes, I can pay for you to have, you know, like I can use that money to pay for the business, pay for those expenses and things like that. And then I can then also quote unquote pay to use your master classes and stuff like that. But if I'm getting them for free and you're teaching me the how in that amount of time, then I can go make the money myself. The other either or is would you rather have a shelf that makes all your food or a maid to clean your house? <laughs> They all are like hard one. Yeah. I'll probably go with chef. Okay. Why? Well, I clean my own house every week anyway, but I haven't cooked since COVID of 2020. And I really do want a home cooked meal. So I do need that chef. Like right now. Is he hard? Is he available now? I don't know. <laughs> I would want the housekeeper because I live with two other people and we can always get meal del- delivery service. You know, the green chefs of the world, the Hello Freshes of the world. So give me that maid. I concur. So <laughs> I'm going to take a maid because I actually like cooking and I like paying foods and planning stuff. I'll watch some of YouTube. I could totally do that and I'll go do it. It's the cleaning up after that's really not in my spirit. So I'll cook all day and have somebody else do the aftermath. Ditto. Yeah, because uh, I can cook and then she could just come in and clean or he, either one. I can just, you know, that's easy. I just want to clean. And for me, I'm going to say that may because when you have one, you don't go, you don't go back. Believe me. Okay. Well, thank y'all for playing the game with me. And so ladies and gentlemen, we are about to get into one of the best conversations that I am excited about. And this is understanding our sponsors again, but also understanding their business, getting a little bit more into what imposter syndrome is. And I'm ex- I'm ready for it. So Miss Brianna, Miss Kiana, tell us about your business. Tell us about sure how you came up with it. The ball's in your court. Okay. So yes. <laughs> So Sure Refinement, again, the acronym stands for Self-Unbelief Rooted Energy, um, because we believe that if your energy is rooted in unbelief, then it's always going to reflect in how you think, see, and what you say about yourself. And so um, I think that that was like one of the connections for me and Kiana. I mean, we've always been connected, but I think like a relatable piece, like with us being 10 years apart was, um, you know, she hit me to the term imposter syndrome, like I shared. Um, the previous episode and then we just kind of ran with it and um I guess like a buildup of that, right? Is so we found out, I found out about imposter syndrome. That was what, 2019, I think, or 2020, 2020, 2020, sorry. COVID just make the years just run together now. It's so crazy. And so I, it was so funny. Like, so I literally became obsessed with imposter syndrome because I was like, man, this is me. This is how I've been feeling for years. And um, so I started doing research on it and stuff like that. And then I was like, I want to do a TEDx talk over imposter syndrome. And so it was really funny because I started like Googling TEDx and like what you have to do to become a TEDx speaker and stuff. And then again, my imposter syndrome kicked in because I was like, oh, these people are, you know, immaculate. Like they have so many accolades and all this stuff. Like I'll never be able to speak at a TEDx, you know, event. And so I kind of gave up on it, but it was kind of like still in the back of my mind in a sense, because I had ordered books for it and stuff and was reading about it. And so then 2020, New Year's Eve, we all were at my mom house, me, Kiana, uh, my mom, and then her siblings, my little cousin. And so before midnight came in, we had like sat at the table and wrote out our goals and stuff. And I just put on my goals. I was like, okay, I want to do a TEDx presentation over imposter syndrome. Um, And so here's one thing about like having a really good accountability partner is because it was February, February, my job. Um, And then this is also funny because like of how divine interaction or, you know, it's fate, it's God or whatever. But my job was hosting, they were taking proposals for TEDx presentation. And so I remember opening up our work newsletter, which 
I don't I don't ever read the stuff from my job but I don't know I just decided to open it up that day and I saw that they were taking TEDx presentations and I was like hmm I've been wanting to do a TEDx presentation but then I saw you know because of COVID it was going to be virtual so I literally I'm not going to lie to you I deleted the email thread that's what I did and I didn't think nothing else about it I was like okay well when they go live I'll consider it and I'll, I maybe will try to submit my proposal you know not rem- like in remembering like I had put this on my um goals for 2021 we had prayed about it and everything and then I think like maybe a day or two um later Kiana had screenshot me because they had posted that on her school's website and I think what happened was the chick who was over it might have been an alumni of Kiana's school Texas State and so she posted it to Kiana's webpage her school's page and so Kiana saw it and so Kiana sent me a screenshot and was like oh my gosh look at this you know it's at your job too and I was like like, yeah, I saw it, but uh, I don't really want to do it. And she was like, well, why not? And I said, well, because it's virtual and I really want to do one live. You know, that's the lie I told to myself, right? And so it's so funny because then Kiana texted me back and was like, nah, that's your imposter syndrome kicking in. Um, You finna go on ahead and apply for this. And I was like, okay. And I, you know, I felt bad. So then I texted her back and I was like, yeah, you're right. It was my imposter syndrome. I did lie to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> And so within, I had to, at that point in time, it was two, the two days before the deadline ended. So I had two days to get my proposal together and everything and submit it and do the application. And so within that process of like them accepting the proposal and then me going through the interview process, me and Kiana just started to like meet frequently. And then we were like, oh my gosh, this could really turn into something. And so it kind of just fell into a, a, a business and um, we've been rocking it out ever since. I love that. I love love how you not only had a goal verbalized to yourself as well as others what your goal was and not only yourself could keep that goal from you like the Lord was like nah we doing this <laughs> you gonna get it done I love that and I love how you already told us how you started you know your company and I feel like you even kind of hit on this as well but what is the why behind your company and this goes for you Brianna as well as you Kiana like what is the reason why y'all decided to have this company you know and this is something I always tell Brie like Brie don't make me speak don't make me do nothing um but really I'll say this I don't know if Brianna even know that but she inspires me every day like Brianna is really a big part of my life I don't think I would make this far without her and so I would like to say our relationship started the why but us coming together and having those conversations every single day about redefining and reimagining womanhood and what that looks like because to be honest I don't think I would have questioned myself as if it wasn't for her and so us coming together and having those conversations about what it means to be a woman what it means to be who you are in this world and I think that's one of our whys behind it and we definitely do that through like our seven pillars um focusing on you know all those emotional spiritual physical um financial because financial she got me in my finances <laughs> got them together so I really think that's um our why so you know one of our whys is why we started business and I will say I feel like this business is a acculturation of me and Brianna's relationship outside of our body. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's definitely how I feel. It does. And I was just laughing because she was like, well, you know, like if they ask us something about the business, I'm just going to let you take the lead on that. And I was like, no, nah, you can take the lead on it. You're good. I'm going to let you have it. And that's why I let her have it because she did so great. But I think too, like, we're, it, well, and, and one of the things that I was like, I think we both can share because we're both individuals. Like, yeah, we have an overarching goal for what we want for sure. But I think individually too, like what do we see and so my personal vision for my life is that I will help 1 million women um, unlock their purpose embrace their whole selves and become the highest versions of themselves and so it's kind of like what I said earlier like my why is always bigger than me and when your why is bigger than you then it pushes you to continue to move forward even when those times are hard and so it literally is I'm not gonna lie like my why is you gotta get this done because there's a young girl out there that needs you to get it done. 
That's the, I mean, those are gems all me all the way, all the way. Um, I know one thing that when, you know, the three of us ladies were starting to talk about taking this venture and doing podcasts and having these conversations and things like that. And as we've recorded a few episodes, trying to make sure that we're still in alignment with our purpose and our why and things of that nature, and, you know, making sure that we're still staying the course, like what's the purpose and passion that you guys have and how do you keep that in line with what you guys are doing? I think, and I'm not trying to answer this for Kiana, but I think, so a lot of our ideas come from Kiana talking and then I'm just like, oh, that's good. Let's capitalize on that. You know what I'm saying? So I think that it's personable, you know? And so it's like, that's what really makes us passionate about it is because we have lived it. We have experienced it. And so it just kind of like, you know, helps us remember like why we're doing this too is because it's it's so personable to us that that really kind of helps our purpose. I don't know, Kiana, if you want to kind of add to that. Yeah, I really think really, because honestly, if you put me, Bree, in a room, we'll probably come back with 15 workshops and 80 speaking engagements. <laughs> but really just, um, like she said, being personable and being authentic. I think that's the main thing. My purpose is in life and overall is always to be authentic because um, I know what it means to to live in, like really live in my body, but not be in my body. So I don't know if that makes sense. But honestly, yeah, being personable um, and being authentic in who we are. I'm about to go off the rails really quick. But I got an idea and not only through what you all just shared, but also through Brianna, your TED Talk. And so this is a little bit of free therapy for me while y'all are on the line. But how do you navigate walking in your purpose and in your passion when it's so much greater than what you are accustomed to? I know you all's business deal totally with imposter syndrome and that has a component of that in there. So how do you still walk in that big lofty goal like reaching one million women when it's so big, much bigger and so different from what you're used to doing on your day to day? Wow. Let's see. You got, oh my gosh. Yeah. You put me on the spot with that one. Um, but let's see. Um, how do I continue to walk out a goal that's bigger than myself? So a book I'm reading currently is The World's Greatest Miracle by Og Mandino. It's a really good book. And one of the things that, so there's two characters, basically our main characters, there's Simon and Simon is like basically the wise old man. And then there's Og and Og is gleaning all of this wisdom from Simon. And one of the things that Simon says is, that everyone, most people in life are dead. And basically what he meant by that is because we've given up on our life. Like we, 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 we know we have a purpose, but we're not living in it. So we've settled for mediocrity. And one of my favorite quotes is that either you pursue excellence or mediocrity will pursue you. And so that's a great reminder for me as well. But anyways, that really didn't have anything. But back to the story, the story, um, he just talks about people in life are so frustrated in life because they know they can do more, but they're not doing more. And so that's where all that discontentment comes in. So one of my reminders, um, and you know, we talked about this in the previous episode is that you fact check. And one of the things that I do with my purpose is that I always look at literally every single room that I've been in. And just to kind of be a little transparent with you all, I only have a bachelor's degree, but literally every position that I'm in either at work or anything. It's a leadership position. People put me in those positions and even just like applying for the TEDx, like I did that in two days. I did not have anything written out or anything, but I literally in two days created that. I had to go create a video to submit as well. Like, and I had to do like a a headshot, like everything, but I did it and I did it to where they called me back and they were like, okay, you can come back. You know, we want to interview you. And I went through the interview process and it's like every single time or like even where we just did this workshop for this company called Black Women Healing Retreat. And me and Kiana were just talking about that. We were like, do you realize we created a whole workshop and a workbook within a month? And it was so funny because even with that, I prolonged submitting the application for that for weeks. And literally once I sent the application within that week, they emailed me back and was like, we want you to come back. So really what helps me to remember like my purpose is so much bigger than me because it's frightening. 
happening, right, is that outside of fact checking, I realized that God placed that in my heart. And the reason why I have that discomfort is because God placed that in my heart. And the reason why I'm going to keep going towards the purpose, even though it's scary, is because God placed that in my heart. And if he didn't think that I, little Brianna Webster, could handle, because really, essentially, God, yeah, God gives me the vision for my, God gives me the vision. Like, I'm sitting up here saying, this is my vision, but God created me and he knew my destiny before I was even born. So he already created this destiny. Like he already knew I'm going to create Brianna because I want her to touch 1 million women's lives. And so I already know it's done. It's just a reminder for me of like, okay, God said it. So that's why when I do have those doubts, you know what I'm saying? I do have those fears outside of looking at how God has had me thus far with, with, with within this process, just remembering that he placed this gym and he placed this discomfort in my heart to want to keep going after helping 1 million women. And when I look at it like that, it's like, it's go time. I won't stop. Yes. Snap, 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 snap. That's a gem. That is all the gems. Kiana, what about you? I'll say for me, I call myself a certified seed planner. And that's because anything somebody gives me, I can help execute. And I think that's a gift that I have. Um, Also coming from a single mother who struggled, you know, she was like, okay, Kiana, we got to get this done. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know how to get done, but we got it. And um, I continue to say that because I've created things and helped people. Um, I might not have the seed, but I know how to plant it. And so I think when people give me things, I'm able to help them create it. And I think that's why I'm put here. And so when Bree, we're talking about reaching a million people, Bree's like, okay, I got this idea. We got this idea. How are we going to get it? I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. I already got it. Let me get it. Let me just, let me just type it out. Let me get it together. I know how, to, how it's going to create. And it just, it just comes to my mind. Like it's things that I can see from like maybe a few years back. And then obviously it's just, it just comes into fruition because anything I touch just turns to gold. So I think it's already our dang, like Bree said, um, and this is the gift that we're given and we're just really just playing it out. Can I say I am mesmerized by the both of you? <laughs> Legitimately so. Like, I'm not even kidding. I'm just, wa- I'm just watching and I'm like, almost forgot that I'm even part of this whole thing. Cause I'm just like, I'm so in it and y'all are giving so much. I mean, just, just gold all around, all around, all around. That's all I wanted to say. When she says she may not have the seed, but she know how to plant it. I mean, church. Baby. Yes. Oh my God. God. I was like, certified. Okay, plant me. Certified. Kiana, if you don't have no business cards to say that, you better. You better. Yeah. I put it on I, a shirt. Put it on a shirt. Walk around with it. That's right. What I, I literally am listening and I'm I'm like you, Sunny D. I'm like, damn, this is good. I'm over here taking notes and I'm like, okay. And then y'all stopped and I was like, oh shoot, I'm I'm the host. Like, let me, what am I supposed to be asking? Like, where's the next question i'm like y'all just talk we good but i do have a question and comment my first comment is brian i know you said earlier that you only have a bachelor's and my first thought was why should that even matter right because we talked about it in a previous episode that honestly experience trump degrees all the time episode three thank you boo experience trumps degrees all of the time so with that is that your imposter syndrome coming out yeah absolutely for sure i think that's one part of it. Yeah. Um, definitely feeling like, okay, well, I don't have, you know, as much as many letters behind my name as other people do. But then it's also like you can't ignore it, right? Like re- I work in higher education. So everything is about the letters, you know, behind your name. So the different jobs and the different positions and all that type of stuff. It's like, okay. And so that's one of the things like where now I'm enjoying having my own business and I'm enjoying building my own business because um one of the beautiful things that I read out of um, uh, the imposter, it was an imposter syndrome book. Sorry, I'm blanking out. But she talked about the environments that you're in. And she was like, do the environments that you're in promote your growth? Or do they, you know what I'm saying, help you to multiply or expand your imposter syndrome? And really, when you're like in corporate, it almost does that. Like it's an environment where it really like, you know, tank what you're like, what you're already dealing with personally. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's a twofold. Like, yes, it's definitely for sure because that is a part of my imposter syndrome. It's a big part of my imposter syndrome. But also the reality is that it's the environment that I'm in kind of water.
waters that for me to kind of make me feel like I'm less than. But I think that what you all are saying is so true. Like it's almost like, but it's cool because like I said, wherever I go, I get in those rooms. So it goes back to what you were asking too, Nay. Like how do you kind of stay within this thing of like your purpose and stuff? It's like, I don't know, you know, I don't know if it's because Kiana just plants me everywhere and I'm the seed, you know what I'm saying? But it's like wherever I go, it's like, man, stuff just multiplies for me. And so, yeah, to answer your question, I think it's twofold for me with the imposter syndrome thing. Okay. Wow. I have a a follow-up question for that. So you said as a business owner, how has imposter syndrome affected you as a business owner? And side comment is that I think it's so beautiful that you have a vision and Kiana have a vision, but how you, how your visions align, it is nothing but God that you're, both of y'all are so different, but your visions align so well that what you don't have, Kiana have. Your area of growth, Kiana's strong in. And that in a business, is in that's an intangible that people cannot buy. And you guys have it. And I love that. So sorry, rerouting to my original question. How has imposter syndrome affected you as a business owner? And I'm gonna start with Kiana. Ooh, I think imposter syndrome really affected me because um, Brie can tell you, I tried to drop out of the business because I thought I didn't have skills. I thought, I was like, dang, Brie can go in a room and like turn all the heads and stuff. I was like, I can't really do that. And so it made me doubt who I am like at my core of being authentic. Um, and I think I'm okay being in the background. Like, I, of course, like I, maybe I need to come out a little bit, you know, put my head like a little turtle. But um, at the end of the day, like um, I am who I am and imposter syndrome was trying to make me, trying to make me be the head honcho in the room. And I don't have to do that. I don't have to be that to feel validated. And so I had to learn where I had to validate myself at. Um, and it could have taken away a lot of my blessings. Like it literally could have taken that away from not just from myself, but from other people. There's so many other people that we can bless. And if I had dropped out or if I had was like, oh, Brie, I'm not going to do it, you know, because of that. It's just so many people. I wouldn't even been here today. Like I would have been probably asleep. So, you know, <laughs> I'm so glad that Brie was able to talk me down from the ledge and like set me and help me build myself while I was trying to destroy myself. Before you start, Brie, did y'all get that jam? She said, help me build myself before I destroy myself. Woo! If I could rap, that's a bar. That's a bar. That's a you bar. may not can rap, but you can sing a good slave hymn song because that was how good that was. Oh, girl, do it. Start Lord, me off. Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> or you can be on your spoken word tip. All you need is the inflection. She helped me build myself before I destroyed my senses. Snap, 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 snap. Yes. Oh, man. All right, Brianna. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think like, you know, like when you when you're starting a business, you're doing your research, right? So you're looking to see, like, okay, who else is out there talking about imposter syndrome? And so um, that's what we did. Like, that's what we did. And I think for me, like, I started to ask myself, wait, do they really need one more person talking about imposter syndrome? You know, so whenever you're starting your business, you always get those doubts because you're like, man, what? It's already, you know, what I'm saying, so many people doing it. Do I have anything of value? You know what I'm saying to do it too and so I think it's just reminding myself like but I have a different take and something that I always noticed is that like out of everyone that I googled for imposter syndrome I didn't see necessarily like one black chick talking about like in like in the top people that were talking about imposter syndrome and things like that and so I feel like for us as black women it never hurts to have another black woman coming on in any area because you know we can't touch everybody and it's enough room out there for all of us to touch the lives that we were supposed to touch and so for me it was like man yeah I I, I feel like I can't and but I, I'm glad that me and Kiana went into business together because to tell you the truth um I would have quit this a long time ago um but the fact that you know, she and I are doing this thing together. It really just pushes me to live up to my word because it's like, I don't want to be no hypocrite because I'm telling her not give up. And, you know, I'm telling her to do all these things in her life. So it's almost been, Kiana has been the motivator for me to even on those days where I really do battle with that imposter syndrome of feeling like, okay, nah, we ain't gonna make it, you know? But she keeps me like, like, she's part of my why too of like, okay, don't let her down. And I think one of the beautiful 
beautiful things about that too. I'll just tell y'all on a side note is um, I'm a big meditator and I have an affirmation box, a manifestation box, sorry. And in my manifestation box, I have a check. I wrote a check and I wrote it to Kiana and it's for $1 million. And so that's one of my reminders is like, we're going to get there. And this is my gift to her when we do get there, you know? If that ain't beautiful, I don't know what is. Like, that is so beautiful. And listeners, I just want to invite you to revisit our episode for um, Keep Your Word for more on this topic of keeping your word to yourself as well as keeping your word to us. Man, that was just so beautiful of like writing her a check for a million dollars and knowing that every day, and I think about this because Brianna, you know, I know you personally, is that every day you go and you go hoard, not hard, but she go hoard every day. So I just think that it's so beautiful that not only do y'all have this relationship as family, but y'all have this relationship as business owners. Y'all have this relationship of pushing each other, but y'all also have a relationship of accountability. And that is the hardest thing to even be in business and have a business with a family member on top of having a family member be accountable to you because it's not all peach, peaches and cream when you start a business. It can't, and I want to ask you both um again i'm gonna start with kiana first <laughs> is had while y'all are on your journey of starting this business have that you both said that you both had different times where you wanted to quit so how did y'all refocus how did y'all reset to be able to say you know the first blueprint didn't work but let's create another blueprint let's re let's look at these blueprints and see which one or where where do we need to adjust how did y'all do that? I'll say, um, like Bree said earlier, like keeping our word to each other. Cause I really, I don't like to let Bree down. So there's this thing in my family, like me and my sister and my brother. So when Bree calls on the phone and my brother is acting up in the background, I'm gonna be like, Bree on the phone. He's like, oh, wait, 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 let me act. So there's a thing in our family that nobody wants to let Bree down. <laughs> Cause we're like, wait, wait, wait. Cause Bree just sees the good in everybody. So um, I was like, dang, I don't want to let Bree down. Cause at one point, I think I had waited like a few months before I told her how I was feeling. She already knew knew how I was feeling I just hadn't said anything um and so with her she uh she was just like I came to her I was like oh Brie you know I don't just don't know how I'm feeling how do I like I don't know how to navigate this and at that time um what keeps me going and with us keeping like redoing the business is that when Brie answers the question she's like she doesn't come from it from a selfish standpoint she was like if this is what you want to do I'm going to give you how uh, I would like for you to be here but at the end of the day it's your decision to make um and so it's that balance that you have between being a business partner and being relative um and in that line it's not like oh we're just business partners so you need to do it because you, you know she like cares about you on, on both levels and so that made me say she cares about me from an outer I need to care about myself and also care about my purpose um and the purpose for what we're doing and so that really just made me re, re redefine what I'm doing this for and why I'm and so just having that relationship having someone who cares about you not just on a personal level but also on a business level and your future and the future of your future people like that's you can't get that from a lot of places and I'm so lucky to be able to have that and be in business with someone like that Whew. sorry I'm I'm just telling y'all both are just dropping gems and I do think that's beautiful like I said that's an intangible that you can't buy you can't purchase that's like because you can't buy Brie I mean Brianna you can't buy her right like and the fact that her soul is so beautiful and so pure that's something you can't purchase and if you have access to that to me I will be selfish and say soak that up keep her like be with her but she's you're lucky enough to have her in your family so there you go and Brianna can you answer this question too yeah I think yeah um, I'm sorry y'all it's just like a lot of different things and I'm like okay where do I want to start you know what I'm saying and um, I'm gonna try to speed this up and not be lengthy but I'm gonna be lengthy but I'm gonna speed it up um, good. <laughs> so I think about this right like I'm 10 years Kiana senior and so I often think about this a lot just um, how within I'm gonna say my cohort of cousins I am the one that like everybody comes to you know I am the one that nobody wants to let down you know what I'm saying but then it's great because now within our new generation our new cohort of cousins that's how Kiana is with now all of our younger cousins and so I just think about like she was this little girl that I helped raise you know what I'm saying um and people don't know this of course but like I whooped Kiana Kiana was bad we always talk about that growing up Kiana was bad growing up and I whooped her up plenty of times I whooped her good oh girl I could whoop her with my eyes closed I whooped her good but anyways 
I say that to say, I often think about that of like, it's so beautiful how now the two of us are coming together with both, um, you know, individual gifts, but almost kind of the same gift in a sense. And so that's kind of like one of those beautiful things to see as well. Just like how everything has kind of transpired for us. Like I remember when her mama first got pregnant and her mama was like, when Kiana turns four, I'm moving, I'm moving to Kansas City, Kansas. And I was 10. And so I was devastated. I was crying to my mama. I was like, she's going to take Kiana away from me. She got, and my mom was like, girl, Trace ain't going nowhere. Don't you worry about that. But I was like devastated because I was like, I cannot lose Kiana. And then when I was young, I remember being like 11 and 12 years old and Kiana was a baby and I would just be running off the bus and I'd be like, is Kiana here? Is Kiana here? Because we just loved Kiana. And so I think about that now of like, I think that's like a beautiful thing for us. But then I say that to say, now we're doing a business together. And it's funny. I feel like it's God sent for us because there's been times where I think both of us, not going to say think, I can, both of us haven't really been invested in the business. And I think it's just because of our own like personal doubts and fears. So like where we kind of slacked off from the business, but then it's always so funny because whenever we get on like business planning calls, like we'll, we'll say something that will spark our excitement for the business again. And then it'll get us going, 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 going. And then we'll have that moment where we fall back and we're like, okay, you know, but then when we get back on the call and then one of the things um, too, that Kiana's like, she's trying to do a better job about doing is like, when we get on business calls, she's like, well, how are you feeling about everything? You know? And so that's been cool too, of like, just seeing how like we can kind of, because, and, and that's one of the things I try to do as well as find balance between like, when I call her sometimes making sure it's just about cousin stuff and nothing about the business. So trying to make sure that I find that balance of like, this is the time that we're talking about business stuff, but then she's also my little cousin. So she also needs me to be a big cousin to her and not always be a business partner to her. But I think like, it's just helpful. Like whenever we have had those moments where like we wanted to give up in the business, it's like something happens in our business that sparks our love for it to, to, to like want to do like go hard at the business again. And so I think if that kind of helps you. And then I think like just hearing what Kiana was talking about too, I've learned to just meet people where they are. So like when Kiana had that, where we did have that conversation and Kiana was like, I kind of want to step back from it. I had been knowing for weeks that she had been feeling like that. I just never said anything to her about it. And so I've just, I've learned how to just adjust and not understand that people have life happening to them and people are trying to navigate those own things within their own mind. So um, I just learned how to adjust well to other people as well and meet them where they are because that's one of the beauties about being a leader, you know, and John Maxwell says it the best, like people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I always try to make sure that I lead with a caring heart for anybody, you know, that I'm coming in contact with. And then it just, I just adjust from there. Y'all, that's that feminine energy on full display. Is it? Because I've been saying I'm trying to find my, I'm trying to find my feminine energy, man. I- <laughs> Yeah, that's that leading with caring and actually having compassion and having heart in your leadership. So yeah, you got it. Well, look at God. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that gem too of like what you just dropped with John Maxwell. And I think that is beautiful. And I really do think your business relationship, but your actual family relationship is so beautiful to me. So I want to ask you, Brianna, personally, you said that, and Kiana said it too, like in your family, everybody is like, don't disappoint Brianna. Don't disappoint Brianna. How does that affect your mental health of knowing that everyone looks up to you everyone kind of and correct me if I'm wrong like put you on a pedestal of like we don't want to let you down like Brianna um how does that affect your mental health and how do you work through that if it does affect your mental health Ooh, it's probably like two parts at first I would say it doesn't really affect my mental health and it's because I practice what I preach like a lot of times people who are put in those positions then they get exposed because they aren't practicing what they're preaching. So the reason why people feel like they don't want to upset me is because I know that I don't upset myself. Like I know that whenever I'm, you know,
know, given opportunities, I give it 100%, period. You know what I'm saying? And I know that um, I'm a disciplined person and I know that everything that I'm expecting from them, I live by it. So it's almost like it doesn't really affect my mental because I'm I'm doing it, you know? So you can't expose me. And two, I'm authentic. Like I've had, I've had people before tell me like, you, you talk too much, you tell too much of your business, but honestly, I'm an open book. So I really think too, like that's why people are like, man, I don't mind like wanting to give my all for brief because like it, whatever you want to know about me, like it's here. I, it's nothing is hidden and I, I tell it all. But um, but another piece of that I will say is probably one way that it affected my mental was just when I was going through my divorce um, and even leading up to my divorce, no one in my family knew that I was going through anything because I always showed up as the same old Brie, like the happy, go lucky, giving advice, Brianna. But it was a point in my time where I was at my lowest and um, it's so funny, like I'll give you guys the story because I've told it several times. I don't mind telling it, but my husband's girlfriend of two years approached me at the gym. I was working out and she approached me at the gym and told me that her and my husband had been dating for two years and were in a full blown relationship. And so think about the trauma that that caused you. Right. And I'm dealing with that. And I, I don't call anybody. I don't call anybody in my family because, again, everybody looks at me as, you know, the person that has it together, the advice giver. And then that next morning, one of my aunts calls me and says, hey, can you call so-and-so and talk to her? She really needs some encouragement. And so that's hurtful because it's like people never stop to ask you, the strong person, how are you doing? How's your day? So they never consider that you're going through your hurt. And so now what I have learned when we're talking about this word balance, right? I, I now give my family enough to let them know that I'm I'm human and I have feelings, but not too much to where now they're like, okay, I don't really feel comfortable talking to Brianna about my problems. So um, to help my mental though, I have now found a healthy way to express to them that I do need some peace and I can't I can't be that person for you today you know what I'm saying come back to tomorrow you know so I've been able to find boundaries to have those moments to where I can release and help my mental that's our favorite b word I was gonna say that's what's my favorite b word boundaries Oh, goodness gracious. It's uh, it's amazing that you mentioned, you know, setting those boundaries. And I think we've mentioned this in the previous episode with, um, or even just previous conversations with us three ladies just talking about boundaries and how we navigate not having them at some point and then like implementing them and then navigate the change of what everybody else has to deal with your change. So like what boundaries or sacrifices have you guys implemented in order to start and maintain your business? Um, so for me, uh, one of the things that I did before and I've started it back is that my family and friends now know that I wake up at five o'clock in the morning. And so I tell them you have me from five in the morning to 830 at night. And after 830 at night, if it is not an emergency, that phone call will not be answered because that is time for me to fill myself back up so that I'm not because in the past I made the mistake where I was pouring from an empty cup. And so now and it's it's funny to see like some of my friends will call and they'll be like, okay, Bri, it's 825. Can I have your last five minutes? So it's like setting those boundaries to where they know like, all right, this this, this is my time and you, you can't have this. You know what I'm saying? And also another part of boundaries is being okay with telling people like, I can't give you that today. You know, because I think a part of boundaries is why people kind of overstep their boundaries is just people don't understand how to tell people no. And that was my problem. Like I didn't understand understand how to tell people no, but now I'm learning to tell people I can't give you that today, but you can come back, you know? And what I have done is like, sometimes, yeah, people get upset with that. But one of the things that I've learned about boundaries is that I can only control my responses to how you respond to my boundaries, how you respond to what I set up for myself. That's on you, but I'm gonna let you know, this is what's laid out. So I'm sorry that you don't like that. I'm not available at 830 and you can yell, talk about me, text 
said about me to the family, but here's how I'm going to respond to that. You know what I'm saying? And we talk about boundaries for that. And um, that's, it's been great for me, honestly. Sorry, not sorry. I'll say for me, mine is really similar and only uh, flip side is I had to set boundaries with myself because I would break my boundaries. I would set them and then break them. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> but the boundaries within myself is that time I was over giving my time to so many other things, um, trying to validate myself from other people. So I would just say yes to all the projects. I would try to be superhuman. I would um, go and see my mom and my brother and sister every weekend, which I know I should have been studying or getting stuff done for the business. So I had to set boundaries and say, no, Kiana, you need to sit your butt down. I know you don't feel like it, but we got to we gotta figure out something. Got to sit down and we got to work on yourself. So that was one of my boundaries. And the other boundary is saying no to things um, because I think it's prestigious. I, I'm a prestigious person. Um, I always want to try and get on the next thing again for validation. So um, I'm starting to set those boundaries with myself. And when I when I break them, um, I don't punish myself, but I do sit down and have that conversation. Like, why are we doing that? Why why are we crossing the boundary that I just created for myself? So I'm trying to work on boundaries with myself. Then I can start setting boundaries with other people. But for breaking with myself, I'm a, of course I'm gonna let other people break them. Yeah, that is true. And it, about, you know, that boundary of saying no, we need to insert Beyonce. Um, sorry. <laughs> I ain't sorry. I ain't sorry. I ain't sorry. No. But anyway, so because you all have had to set boundaries with yourself as well as your family members, and I'm pretty sure your friends and other support system, how has your support systems reacted to your business and to those boundaries and the success that you all have been given? Yeah, I think it's funny. Like when we first, um, well, I would say for me, when I first hit my boundaries, like my mama would be like, you working on your business again? Uh, you you doing this again, again, again? You know, and like even when I would go home, I'd be like, yo, I got to um, step in this room. <laughs> you got a call again? Why you got to take the call now? But it's funny because now that she's seeing like the fruit that is producing from my work, she's like, okay, when you come this weekend, do you have a meeting? Okay, you can use this room for your meeting or I'll go over to nails. So it's like almost with, with all of us, right? Like we're all business owners. You have to believe in yourself and what you're building at the beginning, because if not, other people will deter you from where you're trying to go. So your vision and your belief in yourself has to be so solid because those other people, and even though like my mama supports me 100%, sometimes people that don't really understand vision and don't understand grit and hard work, they can deter you from going back into to that mediocre life. And so it's been beautiful just as I, I, I'm, I'm excited for her to see like she she calls me now like she just called me and then she's been texting me and I just sent a message and said recording and then when we took the break she was like oh I'm so sorry I'm so sorry you know what I'm saying because it's funny that at first she didn't understand so I don't know if it was maybe like almost like a doubt or she was downplaying what I was building up and now I've seen her transition into respecting what I'm building up and that's because I set those healthy boundaries I like that people who love and care about you will respect and uphold your boundaries that you said I like that Hannah how have you been affected sorry oh no you're fine I think I've been affected by it um, in a similar way but my mom it's more so why are you not spending time with me like she um we had our uh, workshop a few days ago she said you want to follow Brie again why you want to follow Brie y'all talk every single day you must love Brie more than you love your mama really Tracy <laughs> like you're my mom of course nobody can hold a pencil to you um but I had to like those boundaries I set with myself when I say no I'm going to put the business first when I do this I had to have that conversation with her because a long time ago younger me would have been like okay mom like I would have just called Brie like um after my mom went to sleep I like tried to reschedule Brie around those times but I had to set those boundaries to myself and say no I told Brie I was calling her at three yeah my mama is up but mama you're gonna have to wait I had to give myself the courage to stand up and say hey mama um I can't do this right now and I'm sorry let me rework my time but I will rework you when I have the chance to and now now that I continue having that conversation she's like oh you're having that with Brie I am so proud of you she um she was even with me when I was on the workshop and she was like I am so proud of you. how many people she asked and then she started becoming more interested and I was like look at my mama so I think um when I held that boundary up within myself I, I was able to have her also align with them oh Kian I have a follow-up question because 
because you are young and I don't want to make it seem like you 12 years old because you're still a grown woman, but because you are young, have you seen the characteristics and traits and just the tools that you've learned since being in this business translate into other aspects of your life? And if so, how has that been shaped and formed? I would say yes, definitely. Side note, I've been getting these gems from Bree since I was young. So it's like, you know, I already had like a head start on life. <laughs> but I think some of the things that we talk about, definitely that personal development, and we talk about those pillars. I'll say the first one, um, when we have those conversations uh, about that self-doubt and imposter syndrome. And I remember some of the things that uh, when me and Brie have conversations, I'll just go back sometimes. Brie don't know this. I'll go back sometime. I'll look at the notes. <laughs> or um, recently from the workshop, I definitely uh, took some of the things that we talked about. So one of them was uh, when Brie talked about uh, we are, we de dehumanize children um, and their parents. And so I realized then that, yeah, I have been dehumanizing my mother. Um, and so with those conversations that I've been having with her now, a lot of it is translating because I feel like I have like a cheat code now um, <laughs> for my life because now I can take whatever we're talking about and kind of translate that. But not only that, it's a cheat code for my friends um, that because a lot of my friends are around my age, older, you know, range two, three years older and younger. And so I'm able to give it to other people. And not only that, it's trickling down to my sister. So not only am I cheat code and everyone around me is just like, it's just going everywhere. It's like a, a like a vine. It's like, you know, just kind of spreading. So um, I'm excited about that. And I really love the fact that when we came together, like I said, this has been a acculturation of our relationship, like on the outside. And um, I just feel really good about all the wisdom that Bree is passing down to me. So I'm gonna have a really bomb time when I get 30. <laughs> Look at you using all that learning and knowledge like dandelion seeds, just spreading it everywhere. That's true. And plus with that million dollar check you about the cash, you good at 30. <laughs> I did want to ask both of you a two-part question. So I know you guys, are you ladies technically, talk about family and how your family is your biggest support support system. What about your friends? How has building a business affected your friendship and those relationships? Have you guys experienced, that's the first part, and have you experienced second part of through your manifestation journey of your beautiful, amazing, impactful business, have you guys encountered frenemies? Y'all got my head itching. Yeah. So for the most part, um, I have a, my friends really do support me 100%. And I'll say this, most of my friends are, are kind of like in the mindset that I'm, I'm in, like where they're wanting to create their own. They have a progressive mindset and they don't come from a lack mentality. But I have experienced some friends who aren't necessarily trying to move forward in their life. And so it's like the easiest thing you can do to support me would be to just like my post or forward my post and share it on your page. And it bothers me that I'm like, man, you're supposed to be my girl. You can't even do something that's free. Like, I'm not asking you to come out to support me um, on my business adventure. I'm not asking you to write me a check for my business. I just want to know that you support me by liking my post or sharing it, you know, on your page. And so one of the things, because I read a book um, last year called Relational Intelligence, by Darius Daniels. And he was talking about relationships. And so he talks about there's the mentor relationship, the mentee relationship, and then friends and associates. And he says that any of these people, you can interchange, like the mentee can then turn into a mentor, right? A friend can become an associate, an associate can become a friend. And so one of the things that I started to do during that time was, and even now I'm kind of still battling with it, but I'm learning how how to put people in whatever category they're in. Like as much as I feel like I have a lot of advice, there are some people that I know who aren't going to receive advice from me because they only see me as the Brianna from 15 years ago. So they don't receive that advice from me. And what was happening was I was giving people that advice and then getting frustrated with them because they weren't, you know, acting up on it. And then y'all y'all know, like y'all been through this. Then they'll come back to you and tell you, they'll be like, oh my gosh, so-and-so told me to do X, Y, Z. It's the same stuff I've been telling them to do for 15 years, but they can't hear it from me because they only see me as Brianna, the high school friend. And so what I've learned there is just to be wise within who I share my advice to, you know, and it's kind of like that scripture where it's like, don't give your pearls to swine, you know, because a swine ain't going to necessarily value the pearls that you're giving them. And so if you're talking about boundaries, that's how I kind of protect my mental peace is that I'm now learning. Okay, cool. You're 
the friend that I'm only going to talk social media stuff with and laugh with. Okay. But then I do have these friends that I discuss business things with like that. And so when I put people in their categories, it's kind of helped me to navigate the whole frenemy thing because now I'm learning like everybody can't go with you on your journey as you're, you know, as you're growing. And yeah, it's hard to let some of those friendships and relationships go. But um, I guess at this point, I just got to take it for face value and just be grateful because like, yeah, I'm losing some good friendships, but the beauty of it is like, I've been making beautiful connections and building beautiful friendships with so many other people um, as I've been losing some friends. For me, I think all my friends really do uh, help me uh, and encourage me. They definitely give me a lot of advice and ideas, especially because they're like around my age. So I like to like poll them and ask them questions about certain things. Um, But for the most part, they've always been very supportive. They've um, shared our page. They talked to us. They gave giving me like advice and everything like that. Um, But when it comes to frenemies, I don't think I've encountered, probably because I'm really young and all my friends, you know, um, they've always kind of supported me. And uh, so I think as I get older, maybe I'll start seeing that. I did have a really huge um, falling out with a friend, a really close, like one of my best friends, but I'll still say to the end of this day, she probably will always support me. So I'm just really blessed that I haven't um, encountered anyone like that. Yes, that is a blessing that you have not encountered that because not the best thing to actually even go through in life. And so I know we've been talking for a while and I just want to say thank you, but I'm going to wrap up this episode with a two-part question also. Okay, y'all ready for this one? All right, here we go. First part of the question is, are you both ready for the success that you're manifesting? And the second part of that is, what do you ultimately want to be remembered for? No, I'm not ready for the success, but I expect it because I've been asking for it. So um, I'm excited for it. But yeah, I'd be lying to you if I told you that I was ready for it. And probably what I want to be remembered by outside of being like one of my my affirmations is that I want to be the world's best communicator is love. I want everyone that I come in contact with to feel love once they leave me. And then for me, I'll say I'm not ready for the success either. I don't think um, no matter what we do, we think we can be ready for something. uh, And when it comes, sometimes we don't want to sit in that moment. And so right now I'm just kind of focusing on our uh, little successes. So like after finishing the workshop. So I've just been trying to get those small wins under my belt um, before I try to look into the future. And then what I want to be remembered for um, my legacy, I will say I want to be remembered for always living the life I wanted and never having any regrets. And I want everyone to know that I live my best life. So whenever I um, leave this earth that I did it the best I could and I yolo I love that. Man, that is powerful. And I love the YOLO because, you know, I do agree with that of like really living your life and being on your deathbed with no regrets, like giving 150% every single day. And then I think David Goggins said it where he said he lives his life with the intention of when he dies, he goes up to God and God is like, I mean, I had this blueprint for you, but I was writing your story as you were living it. And that's so powerful, especially to me of like, that's how I kind of want to live my life of like, I want God writing my story as I'm living it, right? That being said, we're going to transition into our moments of melanation. Moments of melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. Today for moments of melanation, we are highlighting. Today, you guys, we are highlighting uh, a really awesome page on Instagram. It's called Ray's Blue Rose Photography. And it is a young Black-owned business um, named after three sisters, Ray, Blue, and Rose, of the beautiful, beautiful Black girls. And this page takes just really beautiful photographs and of fantastical people and families, kind of like in whimsical backgrounds and things like that. Recently, though, which is why it kind of stuck out to me, is um, Rose, who I believe is the youngest of the three sisters, just had a third birthday and the pictures that she took are spider-man she's in full spider-man costume but she has these giant like afro puffs that are like coming out of the top and it is the cutest picture ever and she did a full photo shoot i mean homegirl was ready okay to save the world for sure and it's been shared all over social media several
several different pages and outlets have picked it up and have shared it. So it's garnered like thousands upon thousands of views, which of course is how it ended up on my timeline. And so I was scrolling through all the other pictures and she just, they just take beautiful photos of um, their family and of other, you know, clients and things like that. So I just wanted to shout out this beautiful page that's really capturing um, all of the different facets that people of color, especially Black people, you know, can do. You guys ever had like fun, fantastical types of like photo shoots from back in the day? What do you think? What are your thoughts? The closest I've come to was when I took clown classes. (laughs) And so I told you, I've been living a couple of lives. So yeah, I have a couple of pictures where I'm in full on clown, like face makeup, bunny clothes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Clown classes. I did not know that was a thing. Okay. I need to see this. I do. We need evidence. For me, I have not had a photo shoot, but it'd be cool to do like one that's like fun and like whimsical and just like free. And I also want to do like, you know, those like sexy um, photo shoots that they do. I don't know the boudoir. boudoir. Yeah. I'm not going to even try to pronounce that word. I want to do like, like one of those, but um, what about you, Brianna and Kiana? Do y'all remember glamour shot? Yes. (laughs) Yes, where you yes, were like yeah. nine and ten and then they put all that makeup on you so I remember like yeah my mama let me do glamour shots and I had makeup on and I had some uh feathers all wrapped around my shoulders drifted off I didn't have no clothes on, so. feather boa <laughs> yes. so I really thought, and I had like long black gloves on it really shouldn't have been doing that at nine years old but yeah I did <laughs> did those glamour shots <laughs> mine were I was 11 when I did mine my grandma okay, still okay. has those on her piano does she really yes, and then it's yeah. like it's got a filter on it where it kind of looks foggy or something I've done my prom and my senior year photos of ocean and I was I spent so much money I think I spent like um a thousand on a dress and I had two dresses for prom uh so I definitely went all out for my prom and uh <laughs> senior photos I don't think I've had well I we I definitely did the glamour shots granted back in the day uh zoom in zoom out zoom out was like the place to be where you had like the airbrush backgrounds and you and your crew would go to the spot in the mall and y'all do the poses we did all of that i will say the most productive like thing that i've done was with my cousins and we recreated like our own version of a tlc video don't ask me which one what song it was i cannot remember it wasn't like it wasn't like a single i think but it was one of our favorite songs but we had like a whole we had like a whole video shoot at my cousin's house like we had an entrance we had the whole thing everybody had a person we had the outfits that is too funny and I do uh to loop it back really love that picture of the little spider girl um for one reason is that I really want them to do a spider little kid cartoon with her like and I wanted to have the puff and I wanted to be representation because that picture when I saw it I was like oh I will I will definitely watch this movie just because of her it's so so cute it's so powerful for the little black children well since they have like the black spider-man aka mouse morales they do in the mcu universe have a female spider-man spider gwen so maybe we can get our black spider gwen to go with our black mouse morales true well with that thank you sunny d for that amazing beautiful moments of melanation highlight to wrap up this episode I'm excited because as you all know we end every episode with a affirmation and this episode we have the amazing Kiana who's ending our episode with an awesome affirmation go girl oh my affirmation to end the episode is something that I've been trying to live by um not just for myself but try to bless others with it but today is a new day to begin again no matter what time it is if it's 11 o'clock at night you can decide to rewrite your story rewrite yourself and reimagine who you are. Thank you. Thank you. That is beautiful. So we are so excited and blessed to have these two young ladies on this episode. If you haven't heard the episode before this one, go check it out. They have been dropping gems for two episodes straight. And we just wanted to let you know that you can follow us and review, comment, uh, subscribe to Where's My Blueprint podcast on all social media, on all places you can find podcasts. And we are so thankful for you, ladies. And we wanted to say thank you. And we are out. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Peace out.